Hi, my name's Clayton, and you're listening to the Isaiah 43 Podcast, where we explore how God has formed us, redeemed us, and how He calls us today. Each week, we'll journey through Scripture to understand all that God has done and what exactly His call is for our lives today. This is week one. Welcome. I'm so glad for you to be joining us today. This week, we'll be exploring why this podcast is named the Isaiah 43 Podcast. Maybe you're wondering why, so good news, we're going to be answering that. And in order to answer that, we have to read through Isaiah 43. The Bible translation that I'm using today is the Christian Standard Bible, or CSB. Now, keep in mind, I'm not always going to use this translation of the Bible, but for today's purposes, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, and that's just in case you were wondering what translation I'm using, or if you wanted to follow along, which I hope you do. After reading the chapter, I want to highlight a few verses in particular and offer up some thoughts, commentary, or reflection on them. But before we get started, however, I want to pray. And I just want to pray real quick for us and for this podcast and for this journey and and everything else regarding the future of this podcast. So um, with that, let's go ahead and pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity to allow us to just press play and to listen to what your word has to say, Father God. And please guide my my tongue, my thoughts, and everything else. Please guide those who are listening and eager to learn more about you, Father. And in all God's children says, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, so, once again, we are reading Isaiah 43 from the Christian Standard Bible. With that, let's begin. Now this is what the Lord says, The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, and the flame will not burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior. I have given Egypt as a ransom for you, Cush and Seba in your place, because you are precious in my sight, and honored, and I love you. I will give people in exchange for you, and nations instead of your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east, and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, Give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who bears my name and is created for my glory, I have formed them. Indeed, I have made them. Bring out a people who are blind, yet have eyes, and are deaf, yet have ears. All the nations are gathered together, and the peoples are assembled. Who among them can declare this? And tell us the former things. Let them present their witnesses to vindicate themselves, so that people may hear and say, It is true. You are my witnesses. This is the Lord's declaration. And my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. No God was formed before me, and there will be none after me. I, I am the Lord. Besides me, there is no Savior. I alone declared 
saved and proclaimed, and not some foreign god among you. So you are my witnesses. This is the Lord's declaration. And I am God. Also, from today on, I am he alone. And none can rescue from my power. I act. And who can reverse it? This is what the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, says. Because of you, I will send an army to Babylon and bring all of them as fugitives, even the Chaldeans in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. This is what the Lord says, who makes a way in the sea and a path through raging water, who brings out the chariot and horse, the army and the mighty one together, they lie down, they do not rise again. They are extinguished, put out like a wick. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Wild animals, jackals and ostriches will honor me because I provide water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people I formed for myself and will declare my praise. But Jacob, you have not called on me, because Israel, you have become weary of me. You have not brought me your sheep for burnt offerings or honored me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with offerings or wearied you with incense. You have not bought me aromic cane with silver or satisfied me with the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities. I am the one. I sweep away your transgressions for my own sake and remember your sins no more. Remind me. Let's argue the case together. Recount the facts so that you may be vindicated. Your first father sinned, and your mediators have rebelled against me. So I defiled the officers of the sanctuary, and set Jacob apart for destruction, and Israel for scorn. Okay, so I know that was probably a lot for some of you. You may be thinking, why in the world would we need to read this? It has no application to me. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that's not true. I once heard it said by a much more famous podcast host, a much more famous uh, priest. I'm not a priest, but a, a, a famous priest, I guess, is what I should say. He once said that the Old Testament is revealed in the New, and the New Testament is hidden within the Old. So there are a few things in these verses that I think speaks to God, specifically Jesus, in the New Testament. The talk of redemption, love, and repentance are all major teachings of Jesus, as well as major themes in the New Testament. That's why I think it's so important for us to read this chapter. We can see the New Testament hidden here within the Old, and we can see God's promises and attributes so very clearly. Now, I want to take the time, as I said I would, to take a look at a few verses in particular. Verse 1. I want to just take a look at verse 1 first. And so I'm going to read that again for us, just in case you missed it. So Isaiah 43, verse 1. Now this is what the Lord says, the one who created you, Jacob, 
and the one who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I'm sure some of you have heard or at least seen the TV show The Chosen. Regardless of your thoughts on it, good, bad, or whatever, there's a beautiful scene at the end of the very first episode of the first season. Mary Magdalene is walking out of a bar as Jesus follows her, quoting this verse. He reminds her of some very important truths written in this verse. And as the scene ends with Mary being cleansed of her demon possession and being redeemed, Jesus is there holding her, reminding her of these truths. Uh, it's a very impactful scene. Uh, the show has always said that this is one of the scenes that people just bawl their eyes out. But regardless, I'm not here to vindicate the show in one way or the other. Um, and I'm sure there are people better equipped to break that down and discuss it a whole lot more. But what I want to do is highlight what Scripture has to say. And just within one verse, this, this first verse of Isaiah 43, I think there are five truths and realities about God written in this one verse. So let's break them down and take a look at these five truths. First truth, truth number one. God has created and formed you. He crafted you. He knew the number of your days before the foundation of the world. He breathed his very life into you. Jeremiah tells us that when we were in the womb, God created us. And Psalm 139 tells us, we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. There's just a sense of beauty and, and love knowing that God spent time crafting you. And he took the time to form you in the womb. Because think of the things that you make yourself. Whatever that may be. Uh, some, something with your hands, uh, a picture, music, whatever. You're going to take care of it. You're not going to spend large, a long amount of time making something just to throw it away. And I think that ties into the next truth, truth number two. God tells you, tells you, tells us not to fear. And this may be a, a difficult truth to understand. We may know it, but we might not always understand it. Because this world, it makes us fear all the time. We might fear not having enough money. We might worry about the way that we look. We might fear for our lives or for the lives of our loved ones. But there's so many things that we can fear. Yet God tells us in this verse, do not fear. Why? Well, I think that ties into truth number three. God has redeemed you. Because notice it says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. We are told not to fear because he's redeemed us. Verse 5 of Isaiah 43 says, Do not fear because God is with us. One of the biggest fears people have is dying. The idea of the unknown just puts so many people to have fear and anxiety. Yet when we know something, we are less likely to be afraid of it. And as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he redeemed us. We know that he's with us as he told us before ascending up to heaven. We don't have to fear since we've been bought with the price of Christ's blood. We're told that our sins are forgiven all throughout this chapter. 
We have nothing to fear, for God is with us. He loves us, and he has redeemed us. That brings us to truth number four. God calls us by name. Throughout this chapter, we've also, we, all, we also see that we are called God's witnesses. You know, oftentimes as Christians, uh, we are often called hip- hypocrites. I think, that's, I, think, I think one of the reasons why this claim is often thrown at Christians is because we often forget we are God's witnesses. We as Christians have this problem, this tendency to not let our lives reflect the love of God. This can manifest itself in several ways. Um, doubt, fear, you know, lying, cheating, stealing, whatever else that may be. And we'll often say that we've been redeemed, we've been bought with a price, but in reality, nothing has changed for us. We still do the same things, still do the same sins, day in, day out, and people around us see no change whatsoever. And look, I get it. As flawed, fallen humans, we will mess up. We'll screw up every single time. But as the psalmist wrote, the righteous falls seven times and gets up again. I have really hit on this last point because it ties so well with the rest. And so, let's jump to the fifth truth. And the fifth truth, revealed in Isaiah 43.1, is that you belong to God. You are a child of God. You are precious in His sight. So much so, that He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and for me, so that we may be right in God's eyes. Isaiah, again, in verses 18 and 19 of this same chapter that we just read, Isaiah 43, reminds us that our sins are forgiven. Let's not remember those past things that held us in the bondage of sin, because God is doing something new. And, and not even just with this podcast, but maybe in your life. The fact that you have came here and, and you listened to me babble on for a little bit, uh, I'll admit, but you've you've came here and you've listened because you wanted to hear what God has to say. That just shows that God is drawing you closer to Him. And He is speaking to you today. He's trying to tell you maybe something you've wrestled with, maybe something that you, you didn't even know, or maybe something that you just need to be reminded of, but He's telling you that you are loved, that you are precious in His eyes, that you are redeemed, and that He is with you. And I certainly hope that is a bit of encouragement for you today. I hope that every time you listen to this podcast, every time you press play, it's an encouragement to you in some way, and that God will continue to draw you closer to Him. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here, listening and learning. It, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to dive more into Scripture and learn right alongside you. But, that'll have to wait for another time. So until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless.